Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Good morning, everybody. And on behalf of uh, Father Mullins, Father Shoje, and myself, Father Keating, I welcome all our listeners to Limerick 102 FM as we celebrate the Eucharist from the Church of Our Lady of the Assumption, Abbey Field on this, the fifth Sunday of Easter. And in our Gospel this morning, Jesus says, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. We think for a moment of what may be troubling us, and we pray for peace as we prepare to celebrate these sacred mysteries. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and the saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace to people of good will. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God, heavenly King, O God, almighty Father. Lord Jesus Christ, only begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord. You alone, the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty, ever-living God, constantly accomplish the Paschal mystery within us, that those you are pleased to make new in holy baptism 
may under your protective care bear much fruit and come to the joys of life eternal through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. First reading, a reading from the Acts of the Apostles. About this time, when the number of disciples was increasing, the Hellenists made a complaint against the Hebrews. In the daily distribution, their own widows were being overlooked. So the twelve called a full meeting of the disciples and addressed them. It would not be right for us to neglect the word of God so as to give out food. You, brothers, must select from from among yourselves seven men of good reputation, filled with the Spirit and with wisdom. We will hand over this duty to them and continue to devote ourselves to prayer and to the service of the word. The whole assembly approved of this proposal and elected Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit, together with Philip, Prochorus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas, and Nicholas of Antioch, a convert, convert to Judaism. They presented these to the apostles, who prayed and laid their hands on them. The word of the Lord continued to spread. The number of disciples in Jerusalem was greatly increased and a large group of priests made their submission to the faith. The word of the Lord. Responsorial Sam, may your love be upon us, O Lord, as we place all our hope in you. Ring out your joy to the Lord, O you just, for praise is fitting for loyal hearts. Give thanks to the Lord upon the harp. With a ten-stringed lute, sing him songs. For the word of the Lord is faithful, and all his works to be trusted. The Lord loves justice and right, and fills the earth with his love. May upon us, O Lord, as we place all our hope in you. The Lord looks on those who revere him, on those whose hope is in his love, to rescue their souls from death, to keep them alive in famine. May your love be upon us, O Lord, as we place all our hope in you. Second reading, a reading from the first letter of St. Peter. The Lord is the living stone, rejected by men, but chosen by God and precious to him. Set yourself close to him, so that you too, the holy priesthood that offers the spiritual sacrifices, which Jesus Christ has made acceptable to God, may be living stones making a spiritual house. As scripture says, see how I live in sign a precious cornerstone that I have chosen, and the man who rests his trust on it will not be disappointed. That means that for you who are believers, it is precious, but for unbelievers, the stone rejected by the builders have proved to be the keystone, a stone to stumble over, a rock to bring men down. They stumble over it because they did not believe in the word. It was the fate in store for them. 
but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a consecrated nation, a people set apart to sing the praises of God, who called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. The word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. Alleluia. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God still and trust in me. There are many rooms in my Father's house. If there were not, I should have told you. I am now going to prepare a place for you. And after I have gone and prepared you a place, I shall return to take you with me, so that where I am, you may be too. You know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said, Lord, we do not know where you are going, so how can we know the way? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. If you know me, you know my Father too. From this moment, you know him and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, let us see the Father, and then we shall be satisfied. Have I been with you all this time, Philip, said Jesus to him, and you still do not know me. To have seen me is to have seen the Father. So how can you say, let us see the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak as from myself. It is the Father living in me who is doing this work. You must believe me when I say that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. Believe it on the evidence of this work, if for no other reason. I tell you most solemnly, whoever believes in me will perform the same works as I do myself. He will perform even greater works, because I am going to the Father. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus Christ. After reading that gospel passage, I was reminded of a book which was published a few years ago. The title of the book was, Where Do We Go From Here? It was about the crisis in the church, with fewer vocations, 
and falling attendance. Like every crisis we face, there are a lot of questions and few answers. I believe today's gospel can help us. The disciples are faced with a crisis. Jesus has told them he is going away. While they felt secure in his presence, suddenly they felt very vulnerable. How could they cope without the one who could navigate his way through the ups and downs of life without much difficulty? Three years previously, they had left everything to follow him, believing that he would be with them, guiding them, helping them. But now he is leaving them, and despite all his words of comfort, they are troubled. How can they cope without him? Where do they go from here? Thomas speaks for all present. He says, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Then Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And despite what Jesus said, words could not place his physical presence. And it took time before they understood the depth of what he meant. It was only as they reflected on the years they spent with him, how he lived, related to people, what he taught and did, when they made all this their way of life, then they realized what Jesus meant by I am the way. In time, the disciples became known as followers of the way and found as the Father worked through Jesus, so also the Father works through them. This revealed the truth of who God really is, a loving, merciful Father, and the truth of whom we are called to be. As the second reading says, living stones, making a spiritual house, a people set apart to sing the praises of God, who called us out of darkness into his own wonderful light. This is the life we are called to live, and we do not live it on our own, because Jesus promised to his disciples that he would send them the Spirit holds true for us as well. Whoever believes in me will perform the same works as I do myself. Jesus will continue to perform works of love through his followers. But as the first reading tells us, we cannot afford to neglect the word of God. For God's word, which became flesh and dwelt amongst us, will show us the way in these times, as the disciples discovered So we follow the Lord as best we can, for he is our way, our truth, and our life. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, 
maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, through God from through God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven by the power of the Holy Spirit and became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake he was crucified on the Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. The third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, he is worshipped and glorified. He has spoken to the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Do not let your hearts be troubled. We take these words of Jesus to heart and we think quietly of what is weighing us down or discouraging us. We share our thoughts and tears with our Lord who is passionately on our side. Trust in God still and trust in me. Jesus encourages us to trust in him. May all with troubled hearts rest in him, trust him, and find peace in him. Lord, hear us. We think of those who have lost their way in life. May our witness to the presence of God in our own lives lead them to rediscover the joy of walking once again in the footsteps of Christ. Lord, hear us. We pray for those searching for the truth. May we act as a signpost in their search for the truth in Jesus. Lord, hear us. We pray for vocations in the service of Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life. Lord, hear us. I am going to prepare a place for you. We pray for our dead, all those we have known over the years, and more recently those who have died from the COVID virus. We thank our Lord who has gone ahead of them to greet them. Lord, hear us. Finally, we bring all these prayers to the heart of our Blessed Mother, whom Jesus gave to us at the foot of the cross, as we say, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now, and at the hour of our death. God our Father, we place our trust in you. Grant us all our needs that we make in faith through Christ our Lord. Amen.
Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands and the praise and glory of his name for our good and the good of all his church. O God, who by the wonderful exchange effected in this sacrifice have made us partakers of the one supreme Godhead, grant, we pray, that as we have come to know your truth, we may make it ours by a worthy way of life through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. Lift up to the Lord. And let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation at all times to acclaim you, O Lord. But in this time of all, to laud you yet more gloriously when Christ, our Passover, has been sacrificed. By the oblation of his body, he brought the sacrifices of old to fulfillment in the reality of the cross. And by commending himself to you for our salvation, showed himself the priest, the altar, and the lamb of sacrifice. Therefore, overcome with paschal joy, every land, every people exults in your praise and even the heavenly powers with the angelic hosts sing together the unending hymn of your glory as they acclaim. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. All you have created rightly gives you praise. For through your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, by the power and working of the Holy Spirit, you give life to all things and make them holy, and you never cease to gather a people to yourself, so that from the rising of the sun to its setting, a pure sacrifice may be offered to your name. Therefore, O Lord, we humbly implore you, by the same Spirit, graciously make holy these gifts we have brought to you for consecration, that they may become the body and blood of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, at whose command we celebrate these mysteries. For on the night he was betrayed, he himself took bread, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing. He broke the bread and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. and the mystery of faith. We proclaim your debt, O Lord, 
and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, O Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the saving passion of your Son, his wondrous resurrection and ascension into heaven, and as we look forward to his second coming, we offer you in thanksgiving this holy and living sacrifice. Look, we pray, upon the oblation of your church and recognizing the sacrificial victim by whose death you willed to reconcile us to yourself. Grant that we who are nourished by the body and blood of your Son and filled with his Holy Spirit may become one body, one spirit in Christ. May he make of us an eternal offering to you so that we may obtain an inheritance with your elect, especially with the most blessed Virgin Mary, the Mother of God, blessed Joseph, our spouse, with your blessed apostles and glorious martyrs, with St. Ita, St. Patrick, and with all the saints, on whose constant intercession in your presence we rely for unfailing help. May this sacrifice of our reconciliation, we pray, O Lord, advance the peace and the salvation of all the world. Be pleased to confirm in faith and charity your pilgrim church on earth, with your servant Francis our Pope, Brendan our Bishop, the order of bishops, all the clergy and the entire people you have gained for your own. Listen graciously to the prayers of this family whom you have summoned before you. In your compassion, O merciful Father, gather to yourself all your children scattered throughout the world. And to our departed brothers and sisters, remember especially in our Mass this morning, Francie and Nell Healy, the deceased members of the Healy family from Trasna, and also Christy Healy Fitzgerald. And all who are pleasing to you at their passing from this life, give kind admittance to your kingdom. There we hope to enjoy forever the fullness of your glory. Through Christ our Lord, through whom you bestow on the world all that is good. And through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Amen. With confidence, we pray to the Father in the words Jesus, our Savior, taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. 
Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant our peace and unity, in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. And the peace of the Lord be with you always. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Grant us peace. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed. act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are in the blessed sacrament. I love you above all things, and I long for you in my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come spiritually into my heart. As though you have already come, I embrace you and unite myself entirely to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. So good morning, everybody. And some notices here for the parish of uh, Abbeyfield, Atte, and surrounding parishes. First of all, can I just express on all our behalf a word of gratitude and thanks to Father John Keating, who lives in Kilidi, a parish of Kilidi, Ashford, and working in the parish units of from Colliher Broadford and Fina Kilmedy as well. So we're grateful for him for making his way here to Abbey Field this morning and for celebrating the Mass for us. Just some notices then. 
Uh, we were informed during the week that churches will reopen for people to visit uh, right across the diocese from Monday the 18th of May. And these openings will initially be limited for periods of time and parishioners are asked to observe social distancing while visiting churches. It is envisaged that the celebration of Mass with a congregation present will not take place until the end of July. And that is the guidance in the plans for reopening the country as outlined by the government last week. So Sunday, 31st of May, is Pentecost Sunday, the final Sunday of the month of May, and it is a day designated for the collecting of the Trochra Linton Collection. And that will be taken up in all parishes that week, or that Sunday, so we'll have more practical details as to how that will happen next weekend. Uh, parents, children and teachers are naturally disappointed throughout the country and throughout West Limerick that we are unable to celebrate First Communion at this time. However, we will look at what is possible in the autumn. Meanwhile, we encourage the children to learn their prayers, to practice acts of kindness, and maybe during this month of May, to focus on Mary, the Mother of God and our Mother. Saying the Hail Mary each day would be a lovely prayer to make for each First Communion child. Pope Francis has asked in particular that all of us, families, parishioners, communities, would pray the rosary during this month of May for the victims of the virus and for those who are working on the front line and for researchers. So it's an invitation from Pope Francis for all of us to join in the saying of the rosary. Perhaps it might be enough to start with one decade and then move on from there. So we wish you a good week. We ask you to stay safe and to continue to observe what is required of all of us so that we can successfully suppress the virus. And just finally then, as Father John announced during the Mass, the Mass intentions today were for Francie and Nell Healy and the deceased members of the Healy family from Duntrasna here, and also our prayers for Christy Healy Fitzgerald. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed, through the mercy of God, rest in peace. Amen. Let us pray. Graciously be present to your people, we pray, O Lord, and lead those you have imbued with heavenly mysteries to pass from former ways to newness of life through Christ our Lord. Amen. And the Lord be with you. And with your spirit. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Mass is now ended. We go forth in peace to love and serve the Lord. Thanks be to God.
Sacred Space. So again, so again, our thanks go to Father Tony Mullins and the parishioners of Abbeyfield Parish for facilitating us in the broadcast of Mass this morning. Also, Jason Smith of West Limit 102 Local Radio for arranging the linking in with the broadcast this morning. So now I'd like to play a reflection uh, on Mary, Queen of the Angels by Bishop Robert Barron. Our Lady, Queen of the Angels, Nuestra Señora Reina de los Ángeles. Los Angeles is not the city of angels. It's the city of the Queen of the Angels. Now, I know when you say that, the Queen of the Angels, it can sound, oh, maybe a little pious, harmless, sentimental. Oh, but when you look at the biblical sources for this idea of Mary as Queen, you'll find it's anything but. I recommend you start in the 12th chapter of the book of Revelation, the last book in the Bible. The visionary sees a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon at her feet. Our Lady of Guadalupe image comes to mind, doesn't it? It's no accident. The woman clothed in the sun, the moon at her feet, and on her head, a coronet of 12 stars. She's a queen. And we find out she's about to give birth. However, waiting there in front of her, ready to devour the child when he comes forth, is a dragon, we hear. The queen mother gives birth to a son, and much to the consternation of the dragon, mother and son are spirited away. And then we're told, then we're told that a great war broke out between the dragon and his angels and St. Michael and his angels. Now, say what you want about that cluster of images. It ain't twee and sentimental and harmless. Mary is a warrior queen, if you want queen of an army of angels. Now, one more little connection. Go right before the 12th chapter, in the 11th chapter of the book of Revelation. The visionary sees in the heavenly place the Ark of the Covenant. You know, that box in which the remnants of the Ten Commandments were kept. It was a sign of God's presence among his people. Israel would carry the Ark of the Covenant into battle. The juxtaposition between Ark of the Covenant and the warrior queen is not accidental. Because who's the true Ark of the Covenant? But Mary, who bore within her own womb the very presence of God. A warrior queen. Now, press it. Queen of angels, of angels. Again, we're in danger of seeing this in a superficial or sentimental way. When you think of angels, most of us think of maybe those cute little, you know, naked babies at the edges of, of religious paintings, right? Or maybe little cherubs on Christmas cards. What's the typical reaction to an angel when he appears in the Bible? Trust me, it's not, oh, isn't he adorable? 
What's the reaction to an angel? We heard it today. You hear it every time an angel appears. Fear. Don't be afraid, the angel has to say. Fear. Think for a minute, everybody. Suppose an, an alien, an extraterrestrial from another planet or galaxy appeared. What would your first reaction be? Fear, undoubtedly, right? What is it? What is it? What does he want? An angel is not just a being from another part of our visible universe. Nothing as ordinary as that. No, no. An angel is a reality from a higher dimensional system. An angel comes from an arena beyond this universe. Fear, fear, therefore, is the immediate reaction to this extraordinary reality. Thomas Aquinas said that an angel is so unique that each angel, each individual angel, constitutes its own species. Now, think about that for a second, what that means. Think of every human being who's ever lived. Think of every human being currently living. Think of every human being who will ever live until the end of time. Now, now, gather all of those individuals into one great being. That's what one angel is like. You know, in the Gospel of Luke, in the familiar Christmas story, a single angel appears, remember, to the shepherds. What's their reaction? Fear, yes. But then it says, I love this, then it says a stratias of angels appeared. And we say host in our most translations, but that word in Greek is behind our word strategy and strategic. You know why? Because stratias means army. Army. With the one angel who's enough to frighten you out of your wits comes an army of angels. Mary is the queen of the angels. Mary is a warrior opposed by the dragon, but yet she commands this impossibly powerful army. And see, friends, that is very good news for us. The Bible knows all about individual sin. It's not naive about that. It knows all about the fact that we individuals sin, that we're wicked some of the time. Moreover, the Bible knows all about collective sin or institutional sin. In the last, oh, maybe 50 years in our theology, we've been very attentive to this, that, that cultures and nations, institutions can be sinful. The Bible knows all about that. But think now of concentric circles. Here's the individual sin. Here's the more collective or institutional sin. The Bible knows there's a third and greater dimension, which is the spiritual corruption that exists among the fallen angels. That there's something wrong at a more fundamental, at a more cosmic level, that there is indeed a warfare going on, and this spiritual dysfunction 
affects our institutions and affects us. The good news is we have a warrior queen who commands an army of angels. In battle with the dragon and all of his minions, yes, but she's more powerful. She's more powerful. Now listen to me, everybody, Angelinos here. This is the lady for whom our city is named. This is the lady for whom our city is named. And what's the point now spiritually for us? Let's join the struggle with her. Now, mind you, this army that she commands does not fight with the puny weapons of the world. No, no. We don't fight with the weapons of the world. We don't fight with violence and hatred, division. An eye for an eye, Gandhi said. Yes, making the whole world blind. We don't fight that way. We don't fight fire with fire, making the whole world hotter. No, no. The army of angels fights with the weapons of the Spirit with love and with justice and with compassion, with forgiveness. But by God, they fight. By God, they fight. I'll tell you a way that we can fight, if I can dig out of my pocket this rosary, this simple prayer. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And blessed through thy womb, Jesus, Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. What is that? Oh, it's a pious prayer to cultivate in the privacy of my heart. Well, sure it is. Of course it is. But that prayer is also calling upon the warrior queen. It's calling upon the one who is the commander of the angels. Is the dragon still operative today? Look around. How immigrants and the undocumented are treated. How the unborn in our country are treated. I've heard major level politicians in our country say, as boldly as this, that a child about to be born, within seconds of birth, has no constitutional rights. The violence that besets us in our major cities, including this one, of course. The homeless falling increasingly into addiction and marginalization. Human trafficking, which is a scourge around the world. And one, sadly, sadly, one of the central places where this takes place is right here in Los Angeles. Pornography, which is drawing more and more people into its grip. One of the centers of it, sadly, is this center of entertainment, Los Angeles. The dragon still operative with his minions? You bet. So what's our call? Is to enter into the army of the queen of the angels, who is more powerful than anything that is in the world or outside the world. To enter into that army, how? through love and through forgiveness and through compassion, through nonviolence, through the power of prayer. But to do so, everybody, 
publicly, publicly. You know, it's a tendency in our culture to say religion ought to be privatized. You know, it's fine if you want to cultivate this little thing in your heart. You want to whisper your convictions among yourselves. But that can't be right. No, as we join the army of the Queen of the Angels, we do so publicly, giving public witness by our love and by our compassion, by our prayer, by our nonviolence. We give public witness against the power of the dragon. So everybody, that's why we're here today. Yes, to celebrate our city, indeed. Celebrate its roots historically in the great Franciscan missions, yes indeed. But to pay very special attention to that great title, that great title that was given to the city. La Señora, Nuestra Señora, Reina de los Ángeles, Our Lady, Queen of the Angels. Let's claim that title and let's march in her army. Just 
teach us love. Blessed are you among women, blessed in turn all women too. Blessed they with peaceful spirits. Blessed they with gentle hearts. Gentle woman, quiet light, morning star. So strong and bright, gentle mother, peaceful dove, teach us wisdom, teach us love, teach us wisdom, teach us love. So we hope you enjoy that reflection by Bishop Barron and also the music that followed Hail Mary, Gentle Woman. So again, just to remind listeners that our regular programme continues to be broadcast again uh, tonight at 11pm. Um, this will include a reflection by Father Eamon Roach on Mary in the month of May. So the Rosary will continue to be broadcast uh, after the 1pm news here on West Limit 102, Monday to Friday. So now it's time to go for our final piece of music, an instrumental piece of music, beautiful um, beautiful piano playing by Phil Cooter, and this one is entitled The Bells of the Angels. So until next week, God bless you all now. Bye.
sacred space.